0: Giving is the first law of receiving and you must give. But you need to differentiate where you're giving and you cannot underprice the place where you receive income. Are you ready to master your mindset and your business? Join thousands of women each week who use this podcast as a tool to create financial and emotional wealth. And when you're ready to scale to the next level, visit theunstoppablewoman.com/go. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Woman Podcast. I'm Amira Alvarez. I am the founder and CEO of the Unstoppable Woman, and I am so happy that you're here listening today. Uh, I hope you are a loyal listener or you become a loyal listener, and that you use this podcast to completely up level your life and your business. So one of the things that is super, super critical if you're in business is sales and making money in your business. Today we are talking about how to improve your sales without lowering your price point, without lowering your prices. So often I hear, maybe I've priced myself out of the market. Maybe I just need to lower the price point and then someone will buy. That's not why people buy. Okay, you might think that's the case. You might think, well, I've looked at a product or a service and thought, oh, that's too much money and didn't buy. But I'm going to teach you exactly what was underneath that as we go through this uh, teaching today in this podcast so that you can do what's required to change yourself, okay, in order for you to price your product or the ser- or your service at a level that represents the value that you're providing and not go into a price scarcity mindset. So what do I mean by price scarcity mindset? That you're just thinking about the price of your your product or service and freaking out about just the money that is being transferred from one person to another in in the act of sales. Okay. So oftentimes people will say, you know, no one's buying or my ideal client, uh, can't afford this. And I will push back and I will say, you need to redefine who your ideal client is. Because by the way, if you the value of what you are selling is at A certain level, let's say it's at a 10, and you are charging for it at a 10, then your ideal client is someone who is willing, capable, able to buy at a 10, not someone who is only going to buy at a 2. That doesn't make them an ideal client. Okay, that means they're not your ideal client. Okay, now you might have, I've been talking a lot with my clients about this, you might have a save the bunnies mentality, like you have to help all the people. Okay, now that's not entirely untrue, but it's also not entirely true. So, what do I mean by that? Some people are not your ideal clients because they won't purchase your product or your service at the the price point and value that you have set for it. And they, they are not there yet. Okay. It doesn't mean they don't want it. Doesn't mean it couldn't help them, but they are not there yet. And they they are not your ideal client. And if you run after helping them, i.e. saving saving them, you dilute your power, energy, and effectiveness to serve the people that are your ideal clients, okay? So you have to differentiate. I'm not going to save the bunnies over here. I'm going to focus on the people that I match with and really serve them at the highest level. Now, the way that I do this so that I am still um, helping and serving at a at a high level is that I do a lot of things that reach a lot of people for free. Okay. I put a lot of effort into this podcast, for instance. I I um take thoughtful time to construct my teaching, and we have an enormous team that behind the scenes puts it all together and gets it out in this world. And all of that absolutely serves me because it brings me clients as well. But there are many more people who just listen to the podcast who will never become a client because they are not yet ready at the level to match our services, our, our investment level. And that's totally fine. That's how I give in this world. Giving is the first law of receiving and you must give. But you need to differentiate where you're giving and you cannot underprice the place where you receive income, okay? That's in your business. You cannot underprice your product or your service because you're in Money scarcity. You're in fear that no one is going to buy. That is a limited perspective, a li- limited mindset, and it doesn't it doesn't work. It leads people to overwhelm and burnout. So think about this: if you are charging, I don't know, a thousand dollars for something that I charge ten thousand dollars for, let's just say, and it takes the same amount of time to deliver that product or service to um, manage the team, to create the tech behind it, to do all the, the systems and processes. If all of that is the same, but we charge a different amount. If we want to get to, say, 100k, it's going to take me 10 sales at 10,000. It's going to take you a hundred sales at a, at one thousand, and you're going to have to deliver time-wise so much more than I am. Okay, so that leads to burnout when you underprice. You will be overwhelmed by the amount of work that you need to do. It's a real problem. That was a, just a example, hypothetical example, but it works at whatever level you are currently setting your, your product or service. Okay. It's also an indication this, if you're in overwhelm, if you're in burnout, if you're in that, like, I am, uh, spending so much time on the delivery side and the management side that I am completely overwhelmed This is also an indication that you're in desperation and you're in scarcity, okay? And and you don't value yourself enough to hold the higher price point that would allow you to have ease and flow in your life and your business. Okay, so that's a real, real huge thing. You have to look at the math. I just did a simple math equation just as an example. Do the math for yourself. You don't want to become a commodity, okay? So that's the next point that I want to make, that if you start thinking, well, so-and-so is charging this. If I charge more, they won't buy from me. So I have to lower my price point and stay in the range of other people. You have just self-defined as a commodity. A commodity is just, you know, you can exchange it. It doesn't matter, okay? It doesn't matter if, I, I don't know. Okay, here's an example. I grew up in the 70s and 80s. There wasn't bottled water okay we didn't have fiji water we didn't have life water we didn't have icelandic water we didn't have all these different kinds of beautiful waters out there we had the tap okay that was a commodity okay and then these different waters like in the the water that i got from this tap and this tap was basically the same okay it could be exchanged and then they started bottling waters and putting uh From different sources and identifying what made them different, what made them amazing, and making it less of a commodity. So I just did a three-day event and I told my team, get about 10 bottles of those big liters of Fiji water, which is what I like to drink. And they did. So I now choose the water. Okay. So that's a simple example, but things are commodities or they are differentiated. So Apple has is a great example of having differentiated what makes them unique and fabulous. And here's the thing, many Samsung phones do much more are ahead of the curve and you know, uh technologically their engineering is years ahead and Apple's playing catch up. And going, Oh, look, we could do that too. And then they market it as a, an amazing thing. And people think Apple is amazing. Okay. Because they've differentiated on a few key elements in their technology that allow you to see them as super, super valuable. I'm not saying that there isn't a differentiating factor for Apple. There is. Okay. But many people and some people will buy that and, and pay a premium for it. And some people won't. And that's perfectly fine. That's a match. Okay. But you as the, the service provider or, or if you have a product, you need to not be a commodity. You need to not be something that's replaceable. Okay. You need to own that you are different so that you can change charge top prices. Okay. So this is such an important piece to not lowering your price point to try and earn more. That's a race to the bottom, okay? When two companies start competing on price point, it is just, it's destructive to both companies. They they keep lowering their prices, lowering their prices, lowering their prices, and they no longer can make a profit. So they're in a price war, okay? That doesn't work. Okay, that does not work if two companies do that. Now, if one company competes on price and that's their differentiating factor and another company competes on quality, they're not trying to own the same piece of the market, okay? And I'm going to tell you that if you want to own um, a larger piece of the market, you need to own what makes you different, okay? Okay. So let's talk about why differentiating yourself is so important. I'm going to explain how this works from a laws perspective. I'm going to show you how every successful company really does this. We've touched on this a little bit. And then I'm going to help you understand what's getting actually getting in your way of doing this so that when you embrace this, um, and learn the, the questions to ask, your scale sales will skyrocket. Now, the questions to ask is not what we're covering in this topic. This is just about this idea that it's not essential to lower your price point in order to raise your overall sales. Okay, so first thing you need to know is the law of compensation. So the law of compensation says you'll be compensated according to the need for what you do, your ability to do it, and the difficulty in replacing you. Okay, the difficulty in replacing you that's your differentiating factor. This is what we were talking about with the, the company stuff, okay? So like going to the to, to what the companies do. So they say things like, doesn't stain your teeth. They say things like, won't come off when wet or last three times longer. That is the way you've seen all over the place that companies, Differentiate themselves, make them unique, make them less of a commodity that's just, who cares which one I buy? I'll just get anyone. Okay. You need to figure out what makes you unique and different. Okay. So they are in the business of telling you exactly why they're different. And they're going after a particular slice of the marketplace and owning that lane, okay? So you need to do this as well and not be a commodity, okay? You have to own your irreplaceability. This is essential and this is where the deep inner work is required. You have to clean up that inside piece where you think you're not worthy or that it's scary to put yourself out there and claim your magnificence, what makes you unique. You have to Figure out why you're not comfortable owning your genius. Now, you might be comfortable owning your genius on an outward, conscious level, conscious mind way. Intellectually, you understand you're freaking brilliant. And intellectually, you understand you're so good at what you do. But when push comes to shove in terms of raising your, your prices and being able to hold it in a sales call, you won't be able to do that because you don't think internally that's justified. And that's a self-worth piece. And it comes from a conflict in your self-image or your identity. Okay? Okay, next up I want to talk about that people don't buy on price. This is not how they're making buying decisions. Even though you think that that is why they buy okay they do it for very different reasons even though you might think i buy on price i'm going to break this down okay this is what i said i was going to do at the beginning of the podcast i want to i want you to really pay attention here they buy on value and trust write that down value and trust do i value this okay this in, this concept of value includes do i want it Okay. We are motivated by our desires. Do I want it? Okay. And do I want it enough to pay this amount for it? So, quick story about something that occurred recently. I was planning a vacation with my boyfriend and, um, we were looking at the hotel and then we were looking at the, uh, the plane fare, right? The flights. And, uh I was about to book the hotel and I said let's just look at the flights and see see you know if we want to do this how much they are and he's like really that's going to stop you cuz he knows my teaching and he was like giving me a little nudge I was and I said well, you know if they were $20,000 I might say no and you know flights are going up so let's check and And he got it, right? He, he totally got it. He was like, yeah, that's true. Like this four day vacation is not valued for me at that, that price point. But another one might be, another one might be the trip of a lifetime or one of many trips of a lifetime. And you'd be willing to spend that, that kind of money. Um, so we looked, it was not, it was, you know, totally what was of value to us. And so we booked. Okay. So that's a little quick example of how people look at value. Okay. Do I want it? Do I want it enough to pay for this? Okay. And for you, you have to think, do they, do they want to work with you and have you built your value? Okay. Have you built your value? And this is not about false confidence. Okay. It's about cleaning up those internal conflicts that make you think you're not worthy of working at that higher level. Or it's about raising your game so that you are working at that higher level, okay? This is not about pretending you're amazing and charging more and then letting people down. This is about being exceptional and rising to that occasion, okay? And it has everything to do with your self-image. The second thing here is trust. And this is self-trust and trust of you. So people buy if they trust themselves and if they trust you. So an example of people not trusting themselves is they will say things like, I'm really busy right now. This is not the right time for me. To, they, they, they want it. And then they say, this is not the right time for me to do this. I'm so busy Um, I want to work with you, but let's do it later. You know, I've got a ton of stuff going on. This is, this is all about not trusting themselves to show up if they do this. Now you might think that that's legitimate, but if someone really wants something, they will show up for themselves. Okay. So if someone sees the value of what they're doing, what you're offering, they will show up for themselves. If they trust, if they have low self-image in terms of trust, they might self-sabotage around that, okay? So let me give you an example. Um, If someone really wants, what's a good example from my own life? Oh, you know, you want to do something in, in your business. You say it's a priority, but you're not getting around to it. You don't want it badly enough. But if you if you really wanted something, you create the time, right? You do that project. You're excited about it. You do it, okay? That's about really wanting something badly enough. Now, oftentimes people don't have self-trust with themselves and they need to learn self-trust, which is one of the things that I, I teach in in my programs is how to build that confidence and self-trust with yourself so they that you can do the the work. And this is again, this is a self-image thing. They can't see themselves as someone who, who does the thing and trusts themselves to do the thing. And this is, you know, whether it's working with a lawyer or a landscaper or whatever. They don't trust themselves to get the result that they want. Okay. And Often, it's not trusting themselves to be able to make more money, to um, utilize the product or service, all of that, okay? The second part of self-trust is that they don't trust you. They don't trust you. And this is where you have to show up confidently and communicate your differentiating factor uniquely, okay? This is the full expression of who you are that needs to come out. And this is where those things from your past that hold you back, that uh, old conditioning, those uh, things that you experienced that created guilt and shame, all of that needs to be cleaned up. The loyalty packs, the self-worth issues, this is what's keeping you from owning your brilliance. And then when you clean up the inside, you're able to show up in your power on every call, you show up this way. Okay. In every interaction, you show up this way, except when you don't. Okay. And there's always an exception to the rule. So if you've been following my training on sales, either on the podcast or if you're a client listening and you're, you're deep into it, there, there are some things that you need to do to, to really own that sales conversation. And you can have done, you could do all the inside work and still F it up if you don't own all of those um, tactical outer game pieces like um, not being distracted, being prepared, being clear, all of those, those things, knowing what to offer. There's so many aspects of this, okay? So being in your power is how you serve, how you help them to step forward into more and get their problem solved, okay? This is what People are buying. They're buying your ability to communicate to them that if they pay you for your product or service, that their problem will be solved. They have to make a leap of faith, whether you're buying a lipstick in the Walgreens or a $100,000, you know, service, they have to make a leap of faith that What they're buying is going to give them what they want. You cannot know that in advance until you experience it. So you, as as the person selling your product or service, need to communicate that. And you do that by being in your power. When they feel this, they trust, okay? And they get over that uncertainty. They get over that that, um, experience. Of not knowing if it's gonna work before they buy. Okay? And when you do this, you can increase your prices, and price is not a factor. Okay? And you do this incrementally as you build your internal self worth and confidence, and as you build your skill set. Because remember, the law of compensation says you'll be compensated according to the need for what you do. That's the problem you solve. Your ability to do it, that is your skill set and the difficulty in replacing you. That's your uniqueness in owning your power. Okay. When, so when you do this, you can increase your prices, not lower your prices and you will find that your sales will increase tremendously. You'll be able to charge more and you'll reduce your overwhelm. It's a, and that allows you to be so much more present with your clients and serve them at a totally higher level. So with that, go rock it out, go be unstoppable, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Take care. Bye.